Good afternoon once again. It's a very cold one. Good afternoon. Thank you. Uh, when I came here for, uh, for the 10.30 mass, somebody asked me, how are you at your new position and in the, at the new church? I said, I'm okay. I'm good, trying to be good. You know, I really miss this community. It's so beautiful, faith-witnessing community. I'll talk to you at the end of this homily. Now, the first reading is uh, the prophetic mission and uh, the consequence of his mission uh, about uh, Prophet Jeremiah. In BC 587, that was the time the Babylonians, Babylonians were invading small nations. So they wanted every small nations under them. And they wanted to uh, you know, subjugate everyone under them so that they may have the power over all Judea. Now, they finally reached at uh, the kingdom of Judah. And the princes of Judah wanted to have political relationship with the Babylonians because they were so powerful. And it is there, Prophet Jeremiah intervenes and tells the princess, a prince of that uh, kingdom, telling that if you are entering this uh, relationship with these pagan uh, kings, you are totally against uh, what is the design, what is the plan of Yahweh. So therefore, what you are doing is injustice uh, uh, against uh, what, he, what you have promised to Yahweh. So that was the context. And as a result, when he spoke on behalf of Yahweh to the king, king was furious, and he, he wanted to him to be dead, Jeremiah to be dead. So he asked uh, his servants to put him into a cistern, which was unused, to be dead. And Jeremiah being dead, an Ethiopian, Abed Malek, he saw that he was dying. He knew that Jeremiah was uh, one of the prophets, and he spoke the truth. He stood for the values of Yahweh. Therefore, he went to the king and said, he's, he's the righteous man, and uh, he ha we have to save him. And by listening, uh, uh, this Ethiopian the king decided to bring him out of the cistern and saved him. You know, the whole his life, Jeremiah had to face this kind of life-threatening challenges because he stood for Yahweh. He wanted to convey the message of Yahweh. He had no fear, a prophetic mission that he was undertaking. As a consequence, he had to face life-threatening challenges all in his life. That is the, the, the theme of the first reading. And the second reading, Hebrews, letter to Hebrews, the writer is consoling and comforting the Judeo-Christians who were known as uh, Hebrews. These people are coming from Judaism, leaving the Judaism, Judaic religion, and uh, entering into new partnership with Christ in Christianity. So as a result of their joining the Christianity through the baptism, 
They had to face the consequences from their own families and friends. They were alienated from the whole society. And they felt so embarrassed because they were having friendship with their, their own friends before becoming Christians. And they were well accepted in the family. They had access to their families. Now only because in the name of Jesus, they are separated and they are lonely now. And it is in this context the writer tells, him, tells them, we are so surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Don't worry about what people are rejecting you, acting against you, separating you, making you lonely. Don't worry about because we have a so great cloud of witnesses taking the example of Abraham, a greatest Jew in the history. And he's telling, don't be worried about because your race is in front of you. So you focus on your race and be victorious like this witnesses, great witnesses, because they have fought their for race and they were victorious. They were acknowledged by Jesus. And therefore, you don't focus what is distracting you, what makes you separated, but keep and focus on Jesus alone. And that is the theme of the second reading. Focus on Christ. And the third one is always a controversial biblical passage from Luke. You know, when if someone who doesn't have any idea of what Jesus, who Jesus is, what Jesus preached, this can be so contradictory because Jesus says, I come to set fire on earth. I did not come to establish peace. Rather, I came to cause division. Where Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and the same Jesus is saying, I came to cause division. I did not come to establish peace. And he says, I came to set uh, fire on earth. You know, when, if you don't understand the inner meaning, it can be contradictory, it can be embarrassing, counter-witnessing of what Jesus really was. Jesus came to set fire on earth. That fire is our baptism. That fire can ignite many lives, taking away the darkness from the life of the people. And that, that fire is given to you and to me inside within through the grace of the baptism. And that is followed by many other sacraments, six sacraments. And we are called to live that fire in and through the baptism by witnessing to Christ and his values and values of the kingdom of heaven. And the baptism that he is talking about, the cup that he is talking about, his suffering and death for the salvation of the world, that means to each one of us individually. And the division, he is speaking about believers and non-believers. Take the example if there are three children in a family and the parents are faithful, one child is faithful to God and two of them are not believing, there is always a division. Division in the name of faith in Jesus. 
That is the, the division that Jesus is talking about. We are divided people. Take the example of the value and respect and dignity of life. We are divided ideologically and politically. When we stand for the value of life and respecting life, pro-life, we are separated, alienated. And that's the division. In our families, in our communities, in our societies, in the nation, we have divisions. And that division is based on what you live your life in faith. Faith is the basis of that division. It is nothing about nationality and race. It is nothing about your color and your caste. It is nothing about your profession. It is nothing about your financial status. It is all about faith in Christ and faith in the Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I tell you the story of uh, Father Stan Swami. If you search in the Google, you will find so many, so many stories, uh, movies made on him. He is a Jesuit priest in, uh, in India. He went to have his higher studies in the uh, Philippines, and there he met one of uh, the Brazilian archbishop who was always uh, a, a, a champion of the poor, the cause of the poor. And it is from him he was inspired. He went back from his higher studies. He started fighting against the injustice against the poor, especially the tribal in central India. Uneducated, living in huts. There is no basic facility. Everything was deprived of them. And therefore, he started fighting against the federal government and the state governments in India. He formed a big society to witness the values of Christ to fight against the injustice. As a result, in 2019, he was arrested by the federal agency, and he was put in jail. He was an old man by that time. He had heart conditions. He had Parkinson. He always needed assistance from somebody to live his daily life. Everything was taken away from him. He was not given treatment. He was not, many times the bail was granted, but the, 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 the jail officials did not grant him bail. And he was in the jail in 2021, July 5th. He died. He was killed, literally. He was killed in the, in the jail. As, because he stood for the values, what Jesus preached, the fire that, that he received in and through the baptism and the, the holy ordination, he was standing for the poor as Jesus was standing. Now let us, let us think about our own baptism and the grace that we have received. How many of us are ready to stand up for the values, human dignity, respect for life, for the truth, and values taught by Jesus? How many of us are ready? When I see my family going away, my son and my daughter going away from God and rejecting God's presence and the grace that they have received, how many of us are ready to be able to say that you are wrong? You are going in the wrong direction, therefore come back. When you see your daughter or your son without having marriage, when they live together with her or his spouse, 
How many of you have the courage to tell that we are witnesses of the sacramental wedding, matrimony, therefore come back to the church. You are totally acting against what is the plan of God for you. So that's what our divine mission is. By baptism, we are called to be prophets, kings, and priests. How many of us understand the prophetic mission that we have? How many of us are courageous enough to tell the truth, stand for the truth, stand for the values? Not only in our families, in our communities even. We are silent people. Therefore, the atrocities against Christianity, Christ is growing. God is taken away from our families, in our societies, in our curriculum, from everywhere God is going out, send, sending away from, because we people are silent. We don't understand the fire, the, the power of the, power, the fire that we have received. Fire is a symbol of God's judgment. Fire is the symbol of purification. Fire is the symbol of God's judgment. And fire is the, the symbol of the Holy Spirit. We all have that. We all have received it. But how many of us make use of it? How many of us realize the value of what we have received? Therefore, let us remember the responsibility that we have. Let us remember the rights that we have. Let us remember to respect the life and dignity of human life and Jesus' kingdom. That's the mission that we have. So once again, thank you for having me. I always love to be in this community. As I said in the beginning, you are a wonderful community, wonderful faith-witnessing community. I always say, wherever I go, I will take your community as an example because I see so many families coming together, bringing their children together with the family. It's a beautiful witnessing, witnessing thing to see people coming. Today we have three baptisms, am I right? The deacon was telling me three baptisms. And I tell you, this baptism that you give to your children, that is the beginning. And that is the beginning of a great responsibility. Therefore, keep it up. Always be reminded, this is not a ceremony. It is a gift that we receive. Many people are not able to receive. They are not entitled to have that, that great gift. Therefore, therefore, let's pray for this, these three kids who are going to be baptized in their families that the fire of the Spirit, the fire of the baptism may, may be burning and uh, taking away the darkness uh, and the evil from the societies in the human life and minds. So once again, thank you very much. Pray for me. I will keep you in my prayers. Thank you. <laughs>